Zodiac Bitches. I'm Maggie B. And I'm Maggie D. We are a comedic mystic podcast for mystic newbies by mystic newbies. We are just slowly getting into mysticism with all of y'all. Our first segment, Witching and Bitching. Witching and Bitching. We're a couple of witches. Here is some chit chat. We are marathoning it today, so we're just, we gotta get a couple of podcasts recorded, so we're just, we're just doing it. We're going to talk about an a-hole or astrology. I love those. I know. I'm so excited. I forgot that we had an a-hole or astrology, and I was like, oh, no. Well, I have to talk about my life. No, I'm just kidding. But it's always good to have, like, a built-in listener interaction, baby. Yes. So I love an a-hole or astrology. People write in. They want to know, is this person an a-hole or is it their astrology? This one is really interesting. So... It's right in from one of our patrons. Hey, pew, pew, pew. And they say, I'm having a bit of a group chat drama going on right now. And I thought I'd submit it to A-Hole or Astrology. We were talking about the Spice Girls. And I jokingly suggested in my friend group chat that we start a band called the Herbal Tea Girls and make acoustic covers. <laughs> this friend of mine... We're calling them K, Leo Sun, Cancer Rising, Taurus Moon, started going off on me saying how I have to stop implying that we're old. We're all mid to late 30s and all within five years of each other. It's not like we're ancient, but we don't do the same things we did when we were 20. She went on a rant saying, I'm not allowed to joke about how we've mellowed because I've had the same boyfriend for 10 years. I'm six feet tall and I don't know the struggle. What does that have to do with acknowledging that we're older now? I wrote in the chat that I didn't understand her point and Kay left after writing, easy for you to say. I feel like she's 37 going on 13. Is this just because she's a Leo or is she an a-hole. I wow. mean, I'm gonna say it seems like there is a lot of projecting. Like, a like just we're projecting about a lot. Kay is having a lot of pandemic feelings. <laughs> Which I know, listen, I had a mid-pandemic breakdown, you know what I mean? <laughs> this panini has been, you know, really tearing our hearts out and messing our brains up. So I, I get it, but also... First off, the herbal tea girls, is that what you wanted yes, to call it? It's cute. Why does that insinuate that they're old? I know, because I'm like, what? <laughs> we could be the herbal tea girls. I would love to be the herbal tea girls. I thought that was like a genius name, first off. Like, okay, second off, you're so right. Like, this has got to be some inner meltdown. And like, not only, so the, first off, I feel like her astrology totally aids in this because a she's a leo so she's big and dramatic b 
B, she's got that Cancer Moon, I believe, or Cancer Rising, which either way is making her super emotional. And then she's got Taurus in her big three, which makes her stubborn and makes her think she's totally right. So she's not even explaining like what is going on i for sure it's a cancer rising and i think it has a lot to do with like that she's feeling really sensitive understandably so but we're feeling really sensitive right now and then i think the leo sun is backfiring because instead of being like right now a fiercely loyal friend she is a little bit jealous you know, it could be of multiple of you in the group chat and we're just coming for our patron write-in, you know, but like she's got, she's, she's bringing up that you've been in a relationship for a while, which I just think is like her, she's like taking a look at the people around her and being like, why don't I have that? Which is a reasonable, I mean, a lot of people are feeling that right now because like either you, you like me, you know, you've moved back into your parents' home and if you're not dating anyone, then you're watching all these people like get married and you know, that can really fuck with a person if they had a timeline that they thought was going to be a different timeline. For sure. But I, I think for sure she is just taking a wild ride on being, like, feeling old. You know? She's not. She doesn't need to worry about it. She's, like, only in her mid-30s. You have so much life ahead of you. <laughs> Which, like, I totally get it. Like, I, as a 27-year-old, so, you know, a full decade, you know, from now or before then, I also, like, was feeling all that pressure, you know what I mean? And I do feel like so much of it has to do with the pandemic because you feel like, you know, at least I felt like I couldn't even start to try to get that life that I wanted, which was like a partner and, you know, a family or a house or whatever, you know, like you can't go out there and even try so I'm hoping that you know maybe as the panini starts to slowly I'm not saying the panini's over as the panini starts to slowly recede maybe Kay will be able to find you know that uh that life that she's looking for but the other thing I would say is it's it's sad to me when people can't appreciate the life that you know that they are living like Obviously, you know, Kay has enough friends to be in a group chat, which is a blessing, even though I hate group chats. I hate them. I don't want to be a part of them. But that is, it's, it is, you do need to remind yourself that that's a blessing. So if you're feeling like Kay right now, turn to your friends. Maybe don't yell at them about the herbal tea girls. I know. I would say... God, honestly, I think that she's being an a-hole. I don't think it is her astrology. And you know this is a real answer because we try to come for Leos at every turn. Yes. And I'm not even blaming this on her astrology. I I think she's being an a-hole. I understand why. It's not justified, but it is explained, you know? <laughs> the panini is just going for her, clearly. Well, I, I think the question is like... Okay, our patron, our beautiful patron who's written in and, and is, is kind of in a life perhaps that you're enjoying a little bit more than Kay is enjoying her life. Like, what do you want to do? What is, you know, like, okay, so Kay has left the group chat. Like, what a bomb. She's like, you know, when it reads like Kay leaves, left group chat, you know? 
And you're like, oh my God, that, there's nothing more dramatic in this technological age than someone leaving the group chat in, in an angry moment, yeah. you know? So I'm like, I, I honestly don't think that you should reach out to Kay. I think you should let Kay, if Kay, if you would like to continue this relationship with Kay, you know, I would give Kay time to process and then decide when Kay is ready to re-enter the herbal tea girls. Like, I just, I, I'm so struggling with the fact that I'm like, I didn't even think that this was referencing being old. Like, cause spices are, I mean, you use spices to make yeah, I know, because, like, Spice Girls isn't even, like, you know, like, I could see why, where you'd be like, oh, well, like, the Spice Girls, well, where are the Herbal Tea Girls? And, like, be a suggestion of just being a little bit more mature or a little bit somewhere else in your life. But it's not like the Spice Girls were called, like, the Jack Daniels Girls, and then you're, like, the Herbal, you know, like, the difference is not, like, insane, you know? <laughs> no, well, and I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really, I feel like her astrology is supporting this behavior you know what i mean like her astrology is is maybe like making her feel like she's correct in acting out this way but i definitely feel like it's the panini wreaking havoc on her brain or just getting older you know i we've talked about it many times before i also am a have a fear of getting older and it is something that i think a lot of people deal with but you cannot let it ruin your life and your friendships by, you know, kind of taking it out on other people because it, it does feel easy. You know, like I do remember a time in this past year alone where I looked at everyone around me and they were all in relationships. Like both of my roommates, like you were in a relationship. I just was like, I'm never going to find anyone. And it is a, it's a, hard feeling but again we come back to naming those feelings out loud because if you say out loud to yourself I am jealous because my friends are in a relationship and I feel like I'll never be in a relationship again you will hear how ridiculous that sounds you don't you, you, you will don't be know. in a relationship if you want to yeah you just well you just also you just don't know that's the sad thing you just can't make anything happen on the timeline that involves other people <laughs> you just can't and also like you never know what's going on in other people's lives like I'm not saying that our patrons relationship isn't wonderful I'm sure it's very wonderful I'm just saying for all Kay knows you know like that that isn't a, even a happy relationship so I, that's always what I try and tell myself too is like it might look really great on the outside and you still don't don't really know what's going on I it was also I think what I'm getting is like truly she's just having a moment because she also brought up your height which is just irrelevant to anything she yeah, was like, like what you're even? six feet tall and you don't know anything I'm like well actually you really don't want to talk to tall girls about their problems because men have such weird complexes about tall women and no pants are the right size. They're never the right length. You know, I'm like, you don't need to talk to tall women about how they're fine. I know. I was I, just going to say Do that, I like... love tall women? Yes, because short women always love tall women. I've always looked at tall women and been like, you got us. But like... <laughs> 
<laughs> you beautiful Amazon <laughs> goddess. I know. Well, that's, again, we're always looking for what we don't have. You know, and when we have it, we don't appreciate it. So if you're listening to this right now, appreciate yourself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you've got good things going for you. I promise you do. Yeah. So I don't know. I would say to our writer inner I, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know what your therapist would say. But, like, I would say, like, don't reach out to this person. Like, let them figure it out and then come. Like, you don't need to be going, in my opinion, 2K and being like, I think we should talk about this. Because I just think, like, K is, like, a little bit mean right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I guess, you know, there's always a part of me that's like, if this relationship is really important to you and and you feel the need to reach out, I, I you know, I say like you can do that. You could reach out, but it, it feels pretty apparent to me anyway that right now that's not necessarily like a rational state of mind. And you can't really argue or apologize to someone who isn't thinking super clearly. You know what I mean? Because they don't have the wherewithal to accept it, or and, and it's probably just going to get rejected again. So well, I, I mean, think, I, agree. I don't think our writer needs to be apologizing. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Like she didn't even do anything yeah. wrong. I'm just saying, like I am someone who apologizes even when I don't feel that I have necessarily done something wrong because I want to smooth it over. You know, and and sometimes you know, reaching out and extending that olive branch is something you want to do. Well, I'm I saying, would, see, I don't think an olive branch has to be an apology. So yeah, I would no, say, you're right. Like, if you wanted to reach out, I wouldn't, but if you wanted to reach out, <laughs> you could say something like, hey, you know, what you said in the group chat, I don't really understand where it's coming from. So if you would like to talk more about it, I'm here, but I don't want to be talked to like that. You know, yeah. like, if you would like to talk, the same kind of thing we give in our addendum. If you would like to provide feedback, then you gotta be nice about it. Yes, exactly. There's a way to talk <laughs> about your feelings without yelling at someone and bringing up their height unnecessarily. <laughs> You're six feet tall and you don't know anything. <laughs> You up there in the clouds, you in the altitude, just making you happy. Like, I'm like, what on earth is going on? We'll never know. We'll never know. So that's what I would say. I think she's being an a-hole. I think it is from the pandemic. I don't think that's an excuse. I just think it's an explanation. Yes. And, and I would say, you know, I wouldn't reach out, but if you wanted to, you should draw a boundary and be like, you know, we can be friends, but you cannot speak to me that way. <laughs> I can't imagine someone speaking to me that way. Like if you were like, you're five foot three and you've been dating someone for four months, I would be like, these are just facts. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well there you go. I uh, am. I'm feeling for you. Relationships are really hard right now. All of them, all relationships are like really hard right now. And I don't think anybody feels like in a good place. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like in a like perfect place with like any of my friendships, you know, because I just have, I haven't seen you in person in like fucking months. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I know, I was just talking about this the other day. Like, I, I just feel like 
it's like we've all been in a long distance relationship now for a year and long distance is hard. Well, it doesn't work unless you have an end goal, you know, until the time you move back together again or whatever, which is hard to make when you're in the middle of a pepperoni. So (laughs) the pepperoni don't have no end goal. The pepperoni and the panini, they go for as long as they want to go. It's one of those endless subs, you know, you see in those commercials where they have the the endless sub sandwich. All you can eat buffet of panini. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it's just hard when you can't find an end date. The brain finds things to do to create ends or beginnings or problems you know like like that is what the brain does because it just doesn't want to be stagnant so it's gonna throw some shit at you <laughs> and i i don't like it you know no, i don't I know. like it either My brain I has been just coming up with problems it's like you hate this now i'm like i don't actually hate this it's like you do you hate this now you hate everything <laughs> about this i'm like i really don't it's like you do i think you do <laughs> like this is uh rough Thanks, brain, for that. Like, everything I, you know, I used to like, my brain is like, who knows? There's no way to know. I'm like, what do you mean there's no way to know? I, like, I even hate fish now. And I love fish. I hate fish now. Every time I eat fish, I'm like, (laughs) I feel like a toddler. Like, I have to spit it out. (laughs) Every time I eat anything that I have cooked, I'm like, I hate this now. Because I've just eaten it all all panini. And, uh, and the panini has taught me to dislike almost everything that I liked before. So I, you know, I, I feel for Kay a little bit. I do. I think she acted in a little bit irrationally, but I feel for her. (laughs) But also like if I would be part of the herbal tea girls, I would love to be part of the herbal herbal tea girls. I think it's the cutest name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Well, continue on with the herbal tea girls. And if Kay is ready, she'll join, you know? She, maybe she needs, she can be like a, you know, like a chai or something. You know, something with like a lot of personality. <laughs> a lot of spice. Yeah. She can feel young. She can be part of the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah, wait, let, let her be a matcha. I know it's not a tea, but like, let her be a matcha. It's like different enough. It's like what all the young TikTokers drink instead of coffee now. Like, go for it. She can be a matcha. <laughs> I know. Yesterday, um, the boyfriends of my roommate and mine were all, were telling me about how I should try matcha because it's cool and it's got caffeine and it's a great coffee substitute. And I was like, I'll never substitute coffee. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> like, I'm like, I will die on this hill. I'm going to drink coffee. I've don't never take- had a real matcha. So I have no, I've only had matcha from Starbucks, which is not real matcha. Like, I know sure. that they put sugar and stuff in there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I have no idea what matcha actually tastes like. I just feel like I'm eating the fake sugary matcha and I still don't like it. So I'm like, what am I going to do when I get the real like herbaceous matcha? I don't even know what matcha is. The author of Queer Magic was telling us to drink yerba mate and he was like, it's good. Yeah. He was like, he was like, yerba mate is good. It's kind of earthy. And I'm like, what you're saying is it's like caffeinated, but also like a little bit dirt tasting. Listen, spinach tastes like dirt, but I do like it, you know? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I like spinach. I would say I put spinach in my mouth because I know it's good for me. <laughs> so that's right, not ladies? what I'm going to do with matcha. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, there you go. That was that was a useless detour. <laughs> I don't have anything else for this episode because I have to save it for the other episode. <laughs> That's okay. I've got some great numerology tidbits. Fabulous. So, you know, before we get into it, as we've already referenced in this episode, our addendum. You are witnessing our learning journey. We have invited you into the process. That means we are not claiming to have it all right or figured out. And we're not gonna. <laughs> but if you would like to add more, or you would like to push back on something, or you have a differing opinion, we would love to hear that from you, but you gotta be nice about it. You can reach us at Zodiac Bitches Pod on our social medias, hello at zodiacbitches.com, and our website, zodiacbitches.com. We have a right informed there. Okay, what are we learning about today? We are pulling from. A Beginner's Guide to Numerology, Decode Relationships, Maximize Opportunities, and Discover Your Destiny by Joy Woodward. Pew, pew, pew. And today I've created a little smorgasbord, something I love to do on this podcast. Because <laughs> the next section is all about how numerology kind of intersects with other types of mysticism, which I'm very much into. Um, but just so you know, like if you're reading along with us at home, like I realize this is a very large section and I am condensing it down into a very small section. <laughs> but I got what I wanted to learn about and what I thought the podcast and the listeners would really enjoy. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was tarot and numerology you know maggie b maggie d we love tarot and i thought it was not only is this section helping me learn a little bit more about how to read tarot because being self-taught in tarot is hard i feel like i'm just reading random descriptions and i can't memorize them i feel like i must be making it more complicated than it actually is you know, like, I'm sure, like, I know that we know, like, each suit means something. And as you and I have discovered, a lot of the cards in a certain suit can be fairly similar in meaning with slight nuances. But, yeah. like, I have to read the book every time I do it, which is fine for me. But then I think, like, wouldn't it be fun to, like, read other people's tarot? But I'm like, you wouldn't know what card that was. You wouldn't know. I Well, exactly. Like, there's no way that I could just pull cards out of a deck and be like, I know everything about this. No. So this, I feel like has some little tips, you know, just a little bit. Um, maybe they won't be helpful to you, but we'll see. <laughs> so it says coming to the tarot with a basic knowledge of numerology will help you more easily learn the cards and apply them to life. In fact, many tarot teachers suggest this method as the foundation to unlocking the basics of the cards quickly, which at first I was like, how can that be? And then I realized there are numbers on almost every card. <laughs> I was like, how on earth would numerology help me in tarot? And then I was like, oh my yes. God, there really are. They're like, there objectively are numbers on every card. There wow. are numbers on the cards. 
I had no idea. Having a real breakthrough. Less so with us tarot and more with numerology, which is really that numbers are everywhere. They're everywhere. Numbers are everywhere. Who fucking knew? Not me. It's that Paul Rudd meme. Not, Not me. me. <laughs> when you draw tarot cards, you can look for numerical patterns, such as repeating numbers. So if you're getting one, 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 so like ace, ace, ace. Uh, progression of numbers, one, two, three. And regression of numbers, so nine, eight, seven. Which to me, like, fucking duh. Why didn't I ever think about those types of things? Like, obviously, there's ascending and descending patterns that could help give your brain a look into what's happening. I was, like, blown away by this. I mean, listen, I feel as if in this moment, Joy's book has been worth the money. Yes, like honestly, in this one page. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes those basic statements really just, they they hammer it home. Something clicked in my brain when I read this section. And, uh, uh, you know... Who knows why I didn't see it before, but there it is. Yeah, like so you Mystic just newbies. Yeah, you just don't notice a pattern until somebody points it out to you. Yes, yeah, so now that's what I'm also going to be looking for. Now here's where it gets pretty cool. I wouldn't say that this is something I could necessarily remember off the top of my head, but I will come back to these for reference. So the major arcana in tarot has 22 cards. Right away, we know that 22 is a master number. And that's the foundation of the deck. Now, of course, in tarot, every card has a number on it. And these numbers correspond directly to the root number energies of numerology. So, for example, pay special attention to tarot cards that equate to karmic debt. So, remember, we have that 13, 14, 16, and 19. And they all had kind of meanings of maybe issues or challenges that you needed to overcome from a past life and you brought them with you to this life. So for instance, the 13th card is death. So that's about transition and rebirth and promises better things to come. Uh, So such as overcoming the karma of laziness and procrastination. Uh, The 14th card is temperance. And that holds energy for overindulgence, representing the addictive qualities of the 14 karmic debt. 16th card is the tower, which represents a rise and fall with the promise to rebuild and come back better and stronger. And then the 19th card is the sun, which holds joy and promise when reduced and shows awareness of the lessons learned and the promise to begin with a clean slate. So I was like, oh, well, that's really this nice. Is really blowing my mind because the other day I was asking my tarot cards about a, a relationship, <laughs> not me and high school ex-boyfriend. Don't worry, everyone. Um, yeah. I was asking about a relationship and I pulled the two of swords. And as we know, the two is the partnership. Like, isn't that, it didn't even occur to me. I have it still sitting open on my desk here because I like, when I pull a card, I like to think about it for a while. And, like, it already meant something to me anyways, but now I'm like, holy shit, fuck me up. I've been fucked up. (laughs) That's right. Here we are. (laughs) Like, that's crazy. 
I know, I know. I was like, there I mean, it is. it's crazy on multiple levels. First of all, that I even pulled such a specific card. I will never, ever use another deck ever in my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. my deck always reads true to me, unlike anyone else's deck. And it also doesn't read true to other people. Do you know what I mean? Like, it only, but it reads true to me, like, so much so that I truly believe, like, something is happening there. Every well, time I ask your question. Your soul picked it. Yeah. Your soul picked your deck. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, here we go. Mind blown on multiple levels. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we have the minor arcana. And that has 56 cards. 5 plus 6 equals 11. Another master number, which is speaking to illumination and intuition, which I was like, of course. Now, again, now we know that those numbers all correspond to a numerology number. Okay, so when reading these cards, combine the unique powers of the elements of numeral. Oh, God, I can't say numeral numerological we have been reading this book for how long and i cannot say that word i will say after a certain number of syllables my brain just kind of is like it doesn't matter you know (laughs) doesn't want to do it anymore it says for example in numerology the eight is about finance and authority so the eight of pentacles clearly predicts success in career and profiting from skill we look at fives. They, uh, their energy rules chaos. So the five wands depicts confusion and struggle to get something accomplished. Ones or aces all represent beginnings with the four elements, within the four elements. And she says there's like a ton of books that you can read about this. So she was like, go out and get it. I'm not here to tell you all that, which I, I was like, that's cool, Joy. I get it. I respect but I that. I also like more on that. <laughs> She then gets into an entire part about crystals in numerology, and it was it was too long. I was like, I can't, we can't do this on the podcast, but let me just tell you that there's like a million stones that correspond with each like number that you are, so you should just take a look at that if you'd like to. And the next one that I was very excited by is we finally, like I feel like we've been subconsciously doing this, and we didn't know that we were doing it. We get to figure out what signs correspond with each number? And I was like, hey! <laughs> okay, so it says, the more you learn about the world of metaphysics, the more you can develop your own unique interpretations to layer into your readings and insights. So I feel like this is one of those moments where it's like all sort of coming together <laughs> for us. For example, six energy is all about love. Venus is the planet of love, and its tarot representative is the lovers. So I'm like, you can see where it all kind of fits in together. But so let's talk about the zodiac signs and figure out like what they actually, because we have been guessing at this the whole time. And I actually don't think we were right on a lot of them, but it makes sense now that I look back. So the number one. Now, I feel like this does not come as a surprise that uh, these astrological equals are Leo and Aries. I feel like this whole time we've been saying it was Aries energy, and it is. Oh, and it says that the color is red. You know, it's all about fire. And the tarot representation is the magician and all the aces as well. So number two, what do you think number two is? I think it's the Libra for partnership. So the astrological equal is Libra, but it's also Gemini. Oh, it's not Gemini? 
No, it's Libra and Cancer, and its planet is the moon. Of course. I want to throw out Gemini because Gemini is the twins. The twins, I know. Well, so we'll see because I don't really understand what's coming up next. Okay, so the number three is Sagittarius Pisces and also Leo again, which I was like, why does Leo get to be everywhere? But then again, they're a Leo. I didn't say it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is interesting because I feel like, so number three is ruled by Jupiter. I feel like we've been feeling more of like a five Sagittarius and Leo because fives I thought were the ones that were like going out and adventuring everywhere but we'll take it now the numbers four are Taurus Virgo and Capricorn and I know for a fact that this whole book we've been like four is Virgo energy and it turns out that that's like big earth sign energy in general you know because four has all been all about like following the plan seeing the plan through you know creating creating movement through what you're doing, you know, organi- organizing. And I was like, we fucking called that shit. There's this TikTok audio that's going around right now that was like, what is plan A? You know, like this thing. And what was plan B? Plan B was to not fuck up plan A. And what did you do? And then they're <laughs> like, I fucked up plan A. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now I'm looking at number five. And it's also Sagittarius. It's Gemini, Aquarius, and Sagittarius. Because I was going to say, I was like, oh, this whole time we've been like, five is so Sagittarius. And it is. Uh, number six. So again, this is like sort of the family planning number. It's like if you're in CVS, you go to the family planning aisle. Just kidding. I think that's only an aisle for condoms and like fertility tests, that's right? That's how you plan a family. <laughs> Like, what else should be in the family planning aisle? I, I mean, I, I feel like there should be... I feel be like a couple like- of things. Like, you should have a magazine that's, like, you know, one of those celebrity couples that, like, looks really happy and has a bunch of kids. But then I think it, there should also be, like, a like a book by the Duggars, you know? Like, you need a balance. You need balance in the, in the human experience. I feel like in the family planning aisle, it should just be like lists of prices of how much everything costs. (laughs) It should just be like, here's a house budget. Here's a grocery budget. Here's a school budget. Just so people who are planning a family could just see how much diapers are. Well, I think the people who are planning a family have already done that. It's the people who didn't get the chance to plan the family who are having the sticker shock. Yes. Okay, uh, the number seven. No! Oh my god, no! It's Pisces and Scorpio! What's seven again? Remember, seven is like the douchebag that you date in college who's like lonely and like smoking a cigarette and he's like, but it's also the one that's like, you have to be very spiritual and secretive. What the hell? Listen, I see it. No! I'm mad about it. (laughs) What the fuck? I really, I swear to God, that was a complete surprise to me because I, like, planned this lesson of, like, what we were going to do, but I didn't read all the numbers. God damn it. Wow. Okay, fine. Number eight (laughs) is Capricorn, Leo, and Libra, which I feel like eight and nine have always blurred together for us. You know what I mean? They're just kind of, like, 
powerful people who get shit done. Which, well, I thought eight was you're going to suffer, but you're going to be happy about it. And nine was it's the end of times. (laughs) See, those things are very close to me. (laughs) But yes, I think you're right. So you're someone who's going to suffer and be happy about it. Yeah, I feel that way all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then number nine is uh, Scorpio, Capricorn, and Aquarius, which those all sort of make sense to me. Those are kind of end of time signs. Um, And she calls all of this, like everything that we've just been learning, our metaphysical toolbox. So she says, now that you've filled up your metaphysical toolbox, let's look at how numbers appear in everyday life and how you can apply your new numerology knowledge. Uh, And that's going to be the next section. That's next week, baby. And that's it. Uh, I'm Maggie D. And I'm Maggie D. May your stars align. 